Adult Soccer Talk podcast. The two guys, two mics, two guys, two mics, two pints podcast. I'm Nestor here with Henry. <coughs> this is episode uh, 127, and um, we're in a chilly fucking LA. It hasn't been this cold out here, and goddamn it, I don't even know. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, sure. We even had snow out here, and it was a, it was a big thing. In the valley, anyway. Yeah, it doesn't happen quite often. I mean, that's like the first time I've ever seen it, to be fair. Like that, you know, to come down like that and, and be, you know, sticking around is pretty crazy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, an interesting week of, uh, of football that we've had. That's that's why we're here. We're not, we're not meteorologists. We're going to go on about the weather. That's just small <coughs> talk, right? Yeah. No, yeah. this is bottle talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how you doing, man? Not doing all right. How about yourself? Yeah, it's all right, you know. Just just trying to stay warm, you know. This cold with that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's get into it, man. One twenty-seven. Um, so, I get. I don't know. I don't know what to start off with. There's been a couple of celebrations, somewhat. Uh, do you want to start off with the men's uh, FIFA FIFA Pro World Eleven? Yeah. I know. I know that that's <clears throat> been a, a hot topic over the last few days. Yeah, uh, and it's it's more ammo for the messy truthers out there over the Ronaldo guys. Who, yeah, you know. it's. I mean, it was really like a culmination of the World Cup. It felt like, as far as accolades and awards, like this is was you know the the giving of the diploma. It's always going to come down to that. If yeah. the World Cup was in the summer, um, I don't know if Benzema even gets a Ballon d'Or. If I'm, if I'm honest. Oh uh, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Look at it, um, but. Yeah, not surprising. Um, I, no, but to be no. fair, I don't. I didn't have much uh, trouble with. It, it, it's it's hard. It's it's hard yeah, to the winners to, I guess. to shit on it too. It's like well, it makes sense. The one that doesn't make sense is Emmy Martinez getting the best keeper in the world. You know? Yeah, but you know, and that's the thing though. I I get what you're getting at because I think I'm based on the whole performance and and generally speaking, maybe he wasn't the best, but in the biggest moments, he was the best. So, so oftentimes, uh, goalkeepers have great tournaments, and then in the big games, they can't make that penalty save or that last-minute stoppage time save. It's like, I mean, and the significance of it all in culmination to win the World Cup. Like, I, I see it, and I don't have a problem with it. Probably the, the last time we'll ever see an Aston Villa goalkeeper get that kind yeah, of Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. It's it's ostensibly for the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, not, but it's not just for the World Cup, so that, that that's where it makes it kind of. And I don't watch really Villa weird. a whole lot, but I know for a fact on a weekly basis, Emmy Martinez is making some crazy saves, you know. Yeah. Um, and and not to say other players aren't like De Gea does as well, and and, well, and he's more that kind there, of there keeper. Are, there are players that do it at at a higher level for bigger clubs all year. But that's the thing, though. Like they don't get tested as much. You know what I mean? Like. Emmy does. I feel like a lot of the top keepers play at top clubs and therefore don't face and, a whole lot I, of shots. I, I want to say that even his save percentages and all that great. I don't know for certain, but but he has a weaker defense than than someone like Courtois or Alisson. But at the moment, there's I don't think there's a better penalty stopper than him. I mean, I think that for sure is clear. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and that's a big part of it. And in, especially in that's cup a games. small part of it. No, no, in cup games, which which this goes off. Sure, of. yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, a it lot of times to, cup games go it, to it occurred to penalties. yeah, it yeah. occurred to it, but. And it wasn't just once; it was more than once. It was you know? a couple, yeah, it was a few good saves. Yeah, I mean, um, like they don't get past Netherlands. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, or France. I'm just not yeah. gonna take that he's that he should be getting best keeper in, in any sort of sense. 
And I said that for even for the World Cup, but they gave him the Golden Glove there too, or the whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's not the best keeper in the world, but he he's probably had the best year. That's the way I'd look at it. Um, Nobody has had a better year. Uh, Courtois. No, no, I don't see. That's the Court, thing. Courtois, had Courtois a year. is the better keeper, but he's had better years in his career. And this, I, no, this was pretty much by far his best tournament. I and I don't, I don't agree or his with best that. Best year, because not tournament. My bad. He year. was. I don't know. In the World Cup, for for sure, wasn't. I mean, he was okay, but I mean, wasn't really that memorable. Um, and for Madrid, he was. But you know, there's a lot of other keepers like you could say that for. Um, and and I I still think he's the best keeper. You know. On his day and and all that, you know, as of now, I just thought he'd have he he has had better seasons. I mean, like last season, uh, when you know they won the title and and they got the Champions League. See, you know. and, that, and that's like another thing is like, what is this? Because it's it's the end of February and we're having the best, the FIFA men's best or the FIFA best players best eleven. Yeah, like what is what are we judging it off of? Like half of this season and half of last season. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm really judging it's it off so of this weird. season. Yeah. Because we've already played the majority of this portion, you know, more than half the season. I could tell you who's who, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a sketchy... Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's always been like that, though. I mean, when they do the Ballon d'Or, they do it at the end of the year, right? Or They do or... it at the end of the calendar year? Yeah. Well, I think they're moving it now, or they're, they're going to be judging it now off of the season. And that's always been problematic for me, too, by the way. Like, really? Yeah, I've never have it liked, at the end of the summer, or have it in the summer. No, no, I'm saying no, no. I, the the general end of the year type of thing that they normally do. I I personally prefer the end of the season, yeah, like team it of the makes season. So much more sense. Uh, but you know that's that's what it is, anyways. And I, then like, and then there's like another way to like further divide it. It's like maybe we can also do um, we can just classify it on on uh, on club play. Because international teams typically have cups, and at the end of those cups, they say, okay, this was the best player, this was the best keeper, this was a, obviously the best team gets first place. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do. Uh, it, yeah, it, it just, it, it, the, the timing of this is just so confusing. So, yeah, I, yeah it is tough, and, and the World Cup is going to have so much weight to it, fair enough. Um, yeah, it is, but, that's uh, the thing. Let's, uh, let's read off the... Um, the the world eleven, so uh, this I I'm gonna assume this goes into the past season and then this season I don't know, just the last year in general. Yeah. They have, and the keeper they have Courtois, defenders uh, Cancelo, yeah. Van Dijk and Hakimi, midfielders is Casemiro, De Bruyne and Modric. For forwards, it's uh, Benz, Holland, uh, Mbappe, and Messi. So that's a three-three-four <laughs> lineup that they have for the World Eleven. Yeah. I mean, I don't I think it's a bad show. It's yeah, just pretty yeah, solid. I don't really have a problem with any of the people there. No, yeah, it's really hard to say. I yeah, I can't really disagree with it. I mean, there a lot are of like the Madrid followers were disappointed that uh, Vinny wasn't there. But who are you going to take out from Benz, Haaland, Mbappe, and Messi? Yeah, I think it's too difficult. I think he yeah. just misses out. But, I mean, you know, it's it's a very tough team to break into. You know, I'm sure he makes the bench if they were to make one. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, nah, no no problems. I mean, Cancelo, I'm just going to, because I've watched him more than any of the other guys there for sure. I mean, apart from the City guys. 
you know, this season, though, I, I felt that he hasn't quite held that kind of form. But, again, that's your point is, like, it goes back to last season. And yeah, that's, where, that's because, where there's yeah. in, inconsistencies, if you will. And, and you know what the fucked up part is? A lot of the season has been cut because of the World Cup, too. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird timing for, for a, a best awards. But anyway, it's kind of a, a big topic in world football, so it has to be at least briefly <laughs> mentioned. Yeah. Uh, any last thoughts on that? No, no, I mean, you know, we're going to... He has to say that, you know, if Messi did get the best player... Because I, I know we talked about Emmy, but I thought I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, sure, statistically, there are better in the world right now. But, you know, I think yeah. the World Cup is, is going to be the focal point of these awards. And, and going off of that, a tournament that happens every four years, I'll allow it. You know, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to dominate people's perceptions. Um, and, again, it's the World Cup, so it has to have its own special sort of weight to it. So, like you said, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, so following that, um, the Carabao Cup final was this weekend, yes. Um, yeah, Newcastle against Man U, yeah, Newcastle United versus Manchester United, and Manchester United went 2 0. Uh, did you do you have any thoughts on that? I, I mean, didn't watch it, but you know, I think it's just more of a of a showing that right now Newcastle seem to be kind of falling off. And, like, I feel for my liking there's not enough criticism of Eddie Howe because, you know, he's had the the budget and all that. So that's just one side of the story. But, again, at the same time, United are trending upwards and they played great, at least from what the stats suggest and the form, again, with Rashford, you know, continuing to be in dangerous positions and capitalizing and making teams pay. And it's the first trophy in six years, right? Or yeah, six six, six years. years. So or six years. Yeah, I will say this, and and congrats to United. But for so long, a lot of their fans called it a tin pot trophy. I just I wonder if they still believe that. That's my only lasting thoughts on that. <laughs> and nothing. No, no. I mean, and and um, I'm in agreement with you. Well, I, I have been saying this, and and hopefully I'm on the pod saying this. I'm not. I'm not too high on Eddie Howe. That's one. Um, I don't know if it's a budget thing because I don't know if they've actually had the free reign to spend like that just yet. Maybe yeah, next it's, season, maybe it's in very, the summer yeah. or the it, summer following that. It's at the fetal point right now. Right, it's only yeah, going to grow. It's, it's developing. It's yeah. just you know spreading its wings. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't want to give them excuses that much. But they're, they're not really built for multiple tournaments plus the league just yet. Um, having said that, they've they've hit a lull. They, they're not as menacing as they looked about a month and a half ago. Yeah. You know, that's... And that's natural. I feel like they were writing a lot off of uh, Miguel Almiron's form, and he's dropped off a bit. Yeah, I mean, and that's... I mean, that's expecting him to be to stay that way, and he was, he was just a little superpower. Now the, now the gas is gone, and he's not doing that anymore, and it's, it's not right to expect him to do that, so... I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong there, but they're they're just not built that way. The one player that I would say, maybe not disappointing, but I don't know, underwhelming maybe. Yeah, um, say Maximi. 
He yeah. hasn't really adjusted his game. He's flashy. He actually had a really good dribble against, um, I think, I want to say Dalo. It was, uh, he made him look so bad. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it didn't amount result, to anything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. result in much these days. But whereas, like, a season or two ago, he was. He was paying, making teams pay. So it's well, uh, has he has he, he had got, that has he had that in his in his in his arsenal yet? Like where he's able to finish, dribble, and then finish. The the craziest thing is that under Steve Bruce, was it Steve Bruce? I'm forgetting now. The previous manager before the takeover, he was doing pretty well. Like he was he was good for like at least eight to ten goals a season. Not only that, but just belters and, and great skill. I don't know, but the thing is, he did get injured. So after the injury. Since the injury, I should say, he hasn't really performed up to the level that we expect him to. And um, I think that is an area that they may look to strengthen next window. Then you got to figure if, if he's better suited for a team that's stronger on the break versus a team that's building up. Because that's you can see that's what they're trying to do. Um, but I don't know. They don't, they don't have the – they're not equipped for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the team that's expected to win – more often than not, is is Man United, but Newcastle have shown to be a, a you know a good opponent this year. But this, I would say, this year of twenty twenty three, you know, since the World Cup, they've been a little bit below what they were doing prior to it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. It could be a dip in form, um, and like everybody in the top five right now is dropping points. Uh, some teams less than others. Like obviously, Arsenal and City are are United know, are. Man, they're actually on a crazy. They're uh, surging up, yeah, yeah. They're and, on a crazy, well, like uh, Newcastle are just dropping. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, back to I guess back to United for a quick minute. Um, I mean, Casemiro's he's ending up looking like like probably the signing of the season. Um, I guess other than Holland, right? Well, yeah, um, I think Holland takes the cake, but yeah, yeah, Casemiro. Yeah. I think was just more unexpected, you know. I think there's a lot of ramblings of, well, he has this many games played or minutes played. Like, there's no way. But he's fit into a system that, one, needed a player like him, but also had the, the hole for a player like him. Truthfully, he hasn't really had to compete with anybody for that spot. Scott McTominay hasn't shown no type of competition for that spot. And, and Casemiro is a guy who's been there, done that at the highest of the highs. And, you know... This might be considered a low point in his career for this for the fact that he's spent most of his years with Madrid and winning everything. Yeah. He's actually lifting this team another level and I think He's helping. He's easily um, easily in the team of the season but, for me. But yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Fernandez is he's having a great season. Obviously Rashford's doing well, but the defense is really gelling together. Baran, Lisandro, uh, uh, what is Licha. what a signing he is by the way. Oh yeah. I feel yeah, like, him too. Yeah, he's he's been really good. He's know? been very he's been very good. Um Luke Shaw's kind of turned up a level too. It's it's always when he's under the threat of his position where he he ends up playing well. Yeah, Luke. I expect next I fully expect next season for him to to drop in form again. Yeah, he does. He's, he, he's up and down. He's lukewarm Shaw. <laughs> Um, like the, like the weak spot is the is the striker position, so you know they're gonna they're gonna go towards that. Uh, but yeah, I, I and and uh, I'm I'm in agreement with you. It's, I don't really hold the Carabao Cup all that highly. I I think a lot of the big teams can do without it, should do without it. Um, but you know it's one of the oldest competitions. 
It's still um, significant because you so got to beat good teams. To them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, you're you're gonna play a good team or two to to win it. I just think that it's not a big deal, and you shouldn't consider your season a success if that's all you win. Yeah. No, no. And, I mean, and you can't and you can't claim, oh, we got silverware and you didn't to the club that finished ahead of you in the league, or if you got eliminated in Europa. Or or Champions League or whatever. Hey, I mean, all the I, bragging that, that that United fans are doing about it is it's kind of doing my head in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, but you know, it's it's uh, something that quenches the thirst because you know they've it's, somewhat they've been waiting a while and and something like that will save a manager's job. I'm I'm under um, the full belief that 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 keeps that job because they won the FA Cup that season. Possibly, possibly, um, but you know, in in Ten Hag's case. I mean, I, I can't say anything bad oh, about yeah, him. Well, I think he's been man, brilliant. They've, they've been playing great. I think before Casemiro, I think I would say Ten Hag has been the signing of the season. Um, you know, which is he's not a signing, but sometimes the signing of a manager is more significant than even the signing of a player. And I felt that way with, when Pep joined City, and I get the same sensation with Ten Hag because one common theme is you're mentioning all the players that have improved and the list seems endless and I, I truly believe it's because of him because of the positions that he's put them in not to say that they're not good players on their own but how many times have we seen great players at United and for them to be so underwhelming I mean the list goes on you know guys like Alexis Sanchez uh, I mean sorry Angel Di Maria um, you know Slatan was good but didn't perform at his best I, I think um Systems, systems play a big deal about it. Uh, in it, um, there there were a few players that were playing badly, but but then there was, if we're talking about last season or the beginning of this season in particular, it, it's like you have to play Ronaldo, right? Well, that's so. The thing, so that throws yeah. a lot of players off. Is he a striker? Is he left wing? Like, where are you going to put him? And then and, Ten Hag had to make those tough tough decisions, you know. And, yeah. and he did get a lot of stick at moments. But and there was moments where he didn't do it. In the yeah. beginning, because I'm sure the board is like, no, you have to fucking play Ronaldo. We got to sell these shirts. We got to satisfy the fans, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but in the end, you know, his will won over. And I mean, lo and behold, they're playing a lot better. They're winning games. Obviously, they just won a trophy. Um, so it, it's it's a marker in where the team is going. But it shouldn't be the something that you're going to be bragging about in the summer. If that's all you get, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's still, it's still a good indicator. And even if they didn't win in this Carabao Cup, you could still say this season has been a breath of fresh air, win behind their sails. I mean, yeah, a lot of United fans maybe even weren't happy with Ten Hag in the beginning, and maybe like him sitting Ronaldo and shit like that, or starting him, whatever disagreements you had with him. I think now it's all justified. You have your complete trust in him as a manager the same way that Arsenal fans have a complete trust in Arteta yeah. and so on and so forth. So, yeah, um, interesting, and congrats, you know. Yeah, um, before we move on from United, just one last thing. Um, caps off a great week, the Carabao uh, Cup win, um, because they happen to eliminate Barcelona. They oh, beat, in the Europa, yeah. They beat Bar- Barcelona in the Europa, yeah. the uh, Champions League Junior <laughs> Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, you know, Barcelona are kind of trending. That no, I mean, their first place in, in La Liga by seven points. Comfortably, comfortably. Seven but points. I will say, without Pedri and Gavi, that United game could have been much more closer. I still think United were better, but I mean, those are two big in the big first misses. Game they were better, 
And in the second game, they were better. I don't know about that. I mean, no, no, no. Actually, I won't disagree with you, but I'm saying with both of them available, that second leg can be much more spicier. Because in cup football in two games, you don't necessarily have to be the best. You can get by without being the best. Um, Obviously, that first, the goal they scored with uh, the penalty that was soft, things like that happen and and can decide a a cup uh, draw. Yeah, Yeah, I remember uh, somebody pulls a, was it Lewandowski? Oh, oh no! It was oh, a Balde. 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 He yeah, gets yeah. pulled by uh, I want to say uh, who the fuck was, who it? was Bruno, it? Bruno, Bruno. It was, was it Bruno. Bruno? Yeah, I think he kind so. of wraps his arm around him a little bit, and the dude throws himself. And that's what I mean. Like that, you don't always got to play better. That's what they teach in La Masia. Well, I mean, to be fair, you feel contact, throw yourself, and feign pain. And you know, Vinicius has shown us a lot of that. Maybe he's been a secret agent, but nah. But that's that's just football today in general. Uh, but. Yeah, that that would have been a much better game with like two full strength elevens. Chop off his leg, brother. Uh, brother, you gotta understand. He's he's just dancing around everybody. Yeah, on, and man. to be fair, uh, a lot of Madrid fans glorified that kind of carnage style for so many years. It's it's almost uh, poetic that now they're on the other end of it, you know. And I'm not saying that it's it's come to that, but you know, a lot of players like Grealish, for example. Any faint Ronaldo touch, and they're going to throw their weight. Yeah, they're going to throw their weight down and just... So, I mean, uh, but yeah, that's another big thing. And, and if they can if they can get a, a triple, a treble, I should say, Carabao, FA Cup, and Europa, that's significant, <laughs> you know? That's pretty I sick. happen to think that they're going to get in a... They're going to position themselves in a pretty good place for a, a, a nice finish in the, in the league. I mean, they're currently third. Yeah. Um... Which I guess isn't a bad thing, especially considering who's who's above them, City and Arsenal. So I guess I should shut up about that now. But yeah, a treble of a uh, of uh, <laughs> uh, FA Cup, Carabao, and Europa. I think Europa holds some weight. Um, it's obviously it's not a league and not a Champions League. But weight. it's Europe. Yeah, um, I guess it's somewhere between like an FA Copa del Rey sort of domestic cup sort of. Yeah. Well, they've Slightly done it. Above that, I they've would say. done it recently. Not so recent, but I mean, you know, within is the last. Recent. Yeah, yeah, somewhat, somewhat, and and so like it's nothing. There's a stranger to, obviously, way different system, way different manager, way different personnel. Um, they have to be favored at this point, right? I think so. I think though, you know, truthfully, those were probably some of the two team best teams left in the tournament. So it's kind of crazy how they faced each other so early. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know, well. Uh, We'll monitor monitor that, and one thing about United is these days they're actually fun to watch, which is something you can't say some years back. I mean, <laughs> it was it was just wasn't so structured. So I think even a neutral can just watch ten hogball, not just watch a, a hoof up to like a very good player and and get the you know the shit house result. So yeah, that's enough about United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me sick. Um. I guess to more like um, more yeah. meaningful football. No, um, uh. le- less less fun. I guess I should say. Uh, there's a couple of negatives uh, in the football world right now. Is um, Hakimi uh, uh, is Akraf or Ashraf? Oh, I'm not too sure actually. Hakimi from PSG, the right back, one of the best in the world, if not the best. Uh, He's been accused of uh, of rape. 
it's something that we're seeing a little more often these days in the footballing world. Um, apparently, there was some kind of party at his place, and yeah, he was uh, accused of rape there. So we'll have to see how that develops, man. It's it's hard yeah. to comment on that, and uh, you just hope it to not be the case for a player like that. Not not because he's a good player, but just as a person, you don't want to be a fan of someone that's like that. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, I hope they figure it out. That's all. And, yeah. And there's really no real way to prove it. it. It's just in the eyes of the laws, like, you're not guilty. The court of laws will, will decide that, and they decide the public perception. And Well, the public perception's already been set. And for I'm, some, though. For some, are going to be really basing it on that court uh the the initial accusation yeah yeah whatever well that's how we operate becomes official yeah i mean i think that's that's the fine line that will how how often do we ever say sorry man we got it wrong no it's just like oh he's not he ended up guilt like not guilty and the headline's not as powerful as oh he's accused of rape well that's the thing i mean we see it countless of times like with kobe the charges were cleared and and obviously that that is its own conversation but the uh you know the the stain is always going to exist. You're never going to be take, a, able to take it off, and people will regurgitate yeah. falsehoods even to to just diminish his character. So we hope. Yeah. My my thing is we hope it's not true because not only does it mean he's innocent, but it means that somebody wasn't abused. You know, so that's that, that's exactly it. That's kind of yeah. what I'm you know that's hoping exactly that here. Yeah, yeah, and he's on his comeback. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a he's a fine footballer. You know what? And and I. Truthfully, that's like, and I don't know him, obviously, and but I'm just saying from what I see in interviews and, and you know, it, he just doesn't seem like the guy, right? <laughs> but, like, we don't know that, man. You He's, know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just never yeah, yeah. know. I, yeah, and um, I, I I hesitate to to even say that because most, yeah. most people that are not good will present themselves as being good um, now speaking of um, of of someone with PSG, the president for PSG, I think president of B in Sports in France or Europe, uh, President Nasser El Khalafi. He's uh, he's being investigated for torture and kidnapping. Um. Yeah, this was in uh, 2020 in Qatar. He's Qatari. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, there's apparently documents and stuff accusing him of these sort of things. And the, these things are super complicated as well. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I will not give my opinion on that. Not, not publicly anyway. Yeah. Again, the same thing with with, uh, with uh, Hakimi. We do have uh, evidence of him being a prick, though. So we so we know he's a petulant son of a bitch. <whistles> Remember hearing he slapped that person's phone away when they lost to Madrid last season? Uh, but Bad Bunny did that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that we I did. think Ronaldo's done that. That yeah. Well, we well he's considered petulant. So uh, he's, yeah. You know, yeah, he's not nah, clear nah, from nah. those allegations. Nah, nah, yeah, no. Nah, it's I mean, typically people with privilege happen to be that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, we hope again that's not true. Wouldn't be outside of the nature. I'm I'm sorry to say, but 
mm-hmm. that those kind of like allegations in in those zones, if you will, much more typical than you'd expect. And again, it's insane that this has come to light because a lot of times it never does come to light, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, just just a reminder that a lot of times darkness does exist within football and and you know the lifestyle and the game that we uh, we love so much, you know. So yeah, yeah. So that's PSG is having a tough week with PR. I'm sure they're they're. Uh, I hope their executive or their uh, PR people aren't being abused. Yeah, and that's that's something that you know. If true with with this guy, even that comes to question. Like how are, how is the staff treated? Because I there has been reports previously well, yeah, yeah. about the staff's treatment. So yeah, yeah. Apparently they've been treated pretty badly in PSG. Anyone that's not a player and and an executive is a uh, yeah. I'm sure they don't have a lot of good memories there. Um, and I guess following the last piece of uh, legal. Uh, mishaps or news uh, within the footballing world is uh, Ivan Tony. Yeah. Last, uh, last we spoke about him, he was uh, being uh, charged with uh, several, several, several accounts of uh, of betting, um, and uh, it was it was what was it two hundred and sixty plus something like that. Something yeah, it was definitely in the two hundreds. He he ad- he admits it. He he pleads guilty. I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of paving the way for a, a ban. Yeah. It's only six months, though. I feel like it's kind of A good. slap on the wrist. A little, a little fortunate on his end, yeah. It's Well, and, you know, the context would be interesting if they would ever, if they would ever publish what he was betting on. Like, I, was he betting on... To, right? Yeah. I mean, because I... Like, if you're betting on games that you're playing, then... You're also entering the field of match fixing, you know. It's not only betting on yourself, but betting on what you're going to do to affect the score. Now, because there's cases of players like Trippier, for example. He was playing in Spain, but betting on games in England. But, you know, that's that's different. But as an athlete, you just can't do that. You know, you can't bet on anything. And that's stupid. Yeah, it's weird. You know, it's weird. But I'm saying, like, in, in the case of uh, Ivan Tony, if you were betting on games, and there's been v- multiple clips of different scenarios where it's like, what the fuck was Tony thinking there? Why why is he in the penalty box with his hand out? <laughs> yeah, why is he why is he passing when he's not when he's supposed to be shooting? Or? Yeah, it's like dude. Yeah. Like he was he must have been involved in some murky shit, you know? Um which honestly money money is what dictates that and I'm sure he got Which possibly leads me some to believe like how many times and I'm sure this ha- this has to happen where uh you know some fucking mob lord or whatever uh goes up to I don't know, Harry Kane you you are you're not gonna score today. Yeah. Or or you score. You know, after you score one goal, you leave it at that, or you'll fake an injury or something like that. There's a really good show on, and I should know the name, but it was on Netflix where it could, a scenario like that happens. It's in Germany in the Bundesliga, and it affects the national team, and and it's stuff like that, and it does make you think, you know. But I think, like, with players like Harry Kane, it's less so. But players like Ivan Tony, who are not exactly mainstream, are playing at Brentford, are not the biggest salary, you you open up the chance for that kind of stuff more often than, uh, you know, like, a, a big player. Sure. sure um, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's Well, and accessibility has to be a thing, too. That's too. Yeah, that's too. That yeah, getting too. to them is, is a lot easier. Getting to someone in the championship, for example, is a lot easier than getting to, a, you know, England's... 
England's number nine. number nine, yeah. But yeah, we'll see how that pans out. I had to drop him for my fantasy this week. Um, <laughs> you know, he's been one of the best strikers in the league, I have to say. Uh, I'm he's mean, had like, a great season, man. Yeah, I mean, apart from Haaland and Kane and Rashford, if you want to consider him a, a forward. Um, I mean, this guy's been up there, you know. Uh, Mitrovic as well. They're, you know, this guy's good. He's very good. and uh, He's had a great season. At some point, he was even possibly knocking on the door for a possible England call-up, and now this may have derailed that for the moment being, so we'll have to see. If it's happens. only six months, fuck, man. Just get in the lab, yeah, work get, out. Yeah, yeah. Just get better and just practice. Practice? Yeah, We're practice. About run practice. some drills. Run, run some drills with, like, pops and, you know, go to the park. Yeah, man, that's. I, I feel like that's light for the, that many charges. Like fuck, yeah, cool. Take the time off. Uh, it's tough. It's tough for Brentford, who's knocking on the door of of European football, though. You know, and that kind of money would just mean the world to them. They've yeah. never come close to anything like that. So, and to be fair, the competition is tough. It just sucks that they're having their best season, and all of a sudden this shit happens. Yeah, and now they're like, well, fuck. It's God, yeah. Damn it, Ivan. Yeah, and uh, and he's a, like we said, he's a great player. Like, yeah, he, his ability is really good. So it's not like it's just a random dude. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know if, what do we have next on the. Um, on I the think grill. we're just gonna get into reviews now. Um, oh, okay. Before we do that, because we always just fall the, on the deep end of uh, of the prem. Um, La Liga, man, gotta talk about it because there was the. There was the uh, uh, Derby uh, Madrid, Madrileño, Madrileño, whatever. Uh, uh, Madrid versus Atletico. Yeah. Uh, man, you would think, you would think that Real Madrid would handle business, but no. Um, Atletico came to just be the spoiler, and that's exactly what they did. One one, man. Uh, truthfully, though. Real Madrid looked tired. They they just weren't having it. Everything wasn't wasn't really peachy. And uh, thoughts on uh, Angel Angel Correa's uh, sending off? Oh, it was oh, man. You know, and and that's another thing. I I guess I meant to bring up is I guess it it balances out because that was a bullshit. That was a bullshit. Uh, red. Does he throw an elbow? Yeah. Is it enough for? Uh, Fucking Rudiger to make a meal out of it? No. Uh, does this happen all the time? Yeah. Is it a, is it a violent play? I think so. I think a yellow, I, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to throw elbows. No, of course, let's, of course. let's fucking be. Clear but it happens about that. a lot, and but sometimes it, it doesn't even get called because it's so. I mean, discreet. there's so many things that happen a lot that shouldn't. Fucking, you know how many throw-ins would go in, would go, <laughs> uh, called back. Based yeah. on even on in how, basketball, like how many dude, when dudes the, inbound the ball, step on the line, dude, it happens all the time. They do. Everyone does shitty throw-ins. It, it, it actually kind of annoys me, but you know that that's another part of the game that that just we all tolerate and accept because it's always been like that. And it's not super significant, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, like it doesn't give when, you that when crazy you lose of an the ball edge. on a throw-in. You're like, god damn it! Like it's it's more annoying than anything. But uh, yeah. It's a stupid play on Correa's part, but I don't feel like it should have been that big of a deal. You go down to 10 men, um, and them getting a draw is kind of fair in that sense. Uh, I don't think they played better, but I, well, I honestly don't even think that Real Madrid played all that great either. So it was, it was just a battle of mids that day, and they ended up splitting points. Uh, if anything, Madrid... 
to, like needed that win and and they didn't you know take advantage. Uh, and it would have been especially great, compounding on the fact that Almeria beat Barcelona the the following day. That was more significant, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. For Almeria too, they they beat Madrid earlier this season. Yeah, like, I mean it's just one of those games where you expect Barca to win and they played better, but Almeria set yeah, up shop yeah, and yeah, they did. You know, it's just it's football. Well, like Almeria at the end also could have like wrapped it up like two, three, no. Yeah. Um, but you know Barcelona. You know, hopefully they're hitting a skid, but that's that's a rough week for them losing to Almeria and, Bar- and um, uh, United. Um, so you know that they're going to pick it up midweek. Um, which speaking of, they're playing against Madrid tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, that's some, true. Some classico, uh, Copa del Rey. Yes, sir. Uh, who do you like for that? Um, well, I know who you like. You know, uh, it's very, it's a very tough one to to decide. I think it's a it's a very even game, you know. But uh, I, I'll just give it to Barcelona because I, I would you know I would be remiss to to pick. Real Madrid. Other years, I'll definitely pick Real Madrid because I think they're significantly better or better. But this season, I don't feel that. And I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think Barcelona, maybe with a few calls, maybe hopefully, you know, uh, they're paying the refs again. And, and yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, uh, but nah, uh, yeah, it should be a great game. I have a uh, Barcelona barely winning. It could be on pens. It could be a two-one. You know, just some something light. It's not going to be dominated. I think. Well, it wouldn't be on pens because it's the first leg. Oh, is it? It's a two-leg affair. I yeah. thought this was the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's was. a. It's the semifinal. Oh, semi. Okay, okay. Yeah, on the other on the other side, it's Osasuna versus uh, Athletic Bilbao, who actually won today. Ah, uh, Osasuna won. Uh, so. You know, there's, there, there's that. So winner of that, winner of this, of this tie, should win the the cup. But you know, things aren't always gonna end up that way. Obviously, I'm gonna back my guys. So yeah, Madrid two nil. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go into the review of the Premier League. Uh, unless there's anything else that we missed. Mm. Anything significant. Uh, not really. All right. Starting off Friday, tw- February 24, uh, Fulham versus Wolves, Wolverhampton. Yes, sir. 1-1. Uh, Double hockey sticks, man. Um, anything you got to report there? I don't think I saw this one. Not really. Um, but I was going to say, uh, I mean, Solomon's a very decent player. I think it's the second game in a row he scores now. Came from Shakhtar. Half of that team fucking came from Shakhtar. It's crazy, but... Not really, not literally half, but a lot of players now. Um, yeah, uh, I think a, a valuable result for both teams. But, you know, if you're Fulham, you feel like that's an opportunity missed because, you know, currently they're tied on points with Liverpool, I think, for at seventh or sixth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're having a, a monumental season by their standards. How the fuck is Liverpool at sixth? I know. I feel like they've only won one game in the last three months. You know, How are they so high, relatively it, speaking? The, the, interesting, the, game in hand? the interesting thing is like they've won enough and they've drawn enough to to merit that. You know they've they've lost only seven times, but you know uh, a lot of times I I feel like even then the games they have won were were quite lucky. So I I don't even think it's that indicative. If you were to ask me without looking at the table, I feel like Fulham would be ahead of them because I feel like Fulham have consistently won games even against teams they shouldn't have. But 
Uh, I think Liverpool have a game in hand, and yeah. you know, that that should be sorted out. But you Imagine know, at the end of the day, trip, fall, and land into Champions League. Don't think it happens. <laughs> I think if they're lucky, it, it, it could happen. Though it could happen, but I don't think it will. With Tottenham, Newcastle above them, Newcastle have two games in hand. To be fair, yeah, they do. Yeah, well, but, not but over Liverpool, but over most of the league. Yeah, they have one game in hand over Liverpool. Yeah, but they can trip, stumble, and fall into a Champions League spot, and and then we make fun of them for being in fourth, right? I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, for a team that invested as much, yeah, you have to. You have to. So, I mean, but that's that's really not, not relevant, I guess. I mean, really, if we're going to p- talk about Liverpool, well, we honestly, have to. I'd be impressed if they made it to fourth. How, the season that they've had. I don't think they will, by the way. I, I honestly don't yeah. think they will. But, I mean, they, they'll Fine. be happy to make Europa, which they are in currently. But with the quality of the other teams, I think, is the important part. Not because Liverpool are so bad. The teams ahead of them are really good. You know, United, Tottenham, Newcastle, despite hitting, hitting a bump in the road. I think... Um, those are good teams too, you know. So it's it's tough on Liverpool, uh, but getting into that Europa zone at least I think gives Klopp a little more time. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyways, this interesting result. Wolves have looked much better, I will say, under uh, Lopetegui. So uh, something to consider, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, following that match, Everton lose zero to two to Villa. Uh, Everton at home in Merseyside, giving up two goals uh, to the Villains. I feel like Ollie Watkins <clears throat> has had a pretty good streak of scoring. As yeah, of late. he's he's having a he's tidy like season. A three, four games now, scoring like in the very recent weeks. Yeah, and um, to be fair, I mean, Everton are not the best team, and you know they're kind of coming down from that hun- honeymoon phase with Sean Dyche. I mean, yeah. But, they uh, started off great with Arsenal, but they haven't really. Well, they, I think they won another game after that too, or last week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it, it was always going to be up and down with him, more down than not. I feel. I, I think you know they're going to lose some games, but they're also going to win some and draw, get some draws. Yeah, it's better than losing like seven in a row. Which they were doing previously. I don't think they're doing that anymore. You know, I saw a, a headline too, and, and this is a slight digression. Of um, well, now that we mentioned Leeds and Leeds is next, they they happen to beat Southampton, but uh, it was a it was it had to do with uh, Jesse Marsh getting the sack and how Ted Lasso ruined. Uh, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> It ruined the perception of Americans or or of American football in the Prem or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know the headline a little bit better. Than no, I it's do. it's basically that. I and this is a, some. I've never watched Ted Lasso apart from like bits here and there. Maybe like not even a full episode, but I feel like the the manager comes off as like kind of like a goofball. Like at least especially in English culture, like bro, shut the fuck up. You know, like make it happen. It's a very thankless job. It's very fickle as far as the support. And, like, when an American, you know, comes in to take a job and has charisma, that charisma doesn't go over so well in other places. It, it works wonders in, in, in America, but in other places, people see right through that shit. And I feel like that's kind of what, where the similarities maybe kind of, you know, come together, but... The the headline is, Ted Lasso set us back 20 years and quote-unquote cursed Marsh claims a union coach. Now, when I read that, I'm like, whoa, 
uh, Union Berlin. No, it's Philadelphia Union. Yeah, uh, Jim Curtin. Yeah, dude, that's such a stupid fucking thing to say. Set us back twenty years. He's exaggerating. It just got. It just got. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's total hyperbole, but uh, it just. It's failing <laughs> to own up to to your own shortcomings. Because people's <laughs> perceptions can be one thing, right? You can be, oh, you're you're a dork, you're silly, you're you're this, you know, there's cowboy, pow, pow, pow. But in the end, people are gonna love you if you have results. Look at Bielsa. He's he's not the he most charming sad, guy. Though. Yeah, he yeah. he's not gonna go out there and, and do like public speaking, he's not going to engage with people. He's not going to have a beer with you, but he brought you results. And and as far as I'm concerned, they're going to build a statue for him. Yeah, and um, guys like Burhalter, guys like more so, more so, uh, I'll say uh, uh, Jesse Marsh. Happy go lucky guys, you know, like smiley even when they shouldn't be, and very charismatic, very lighthearted, making jokes. This is why, for me, my favorite American manager, or at least one of them, um, is Bob Bradley. One of the most stoic motherfuckers you'll ever, you'll ever see in a mm-hmm. press conference. Yeah. He would vote over more well in England than a guy like Ted Lasso, a guy like well, Jesse wasn't Marsh. Wasn't he the Swansea manager, too? Yeah, he was. And by the way, he held his job longer than any other Did American he? manager. Yeah, yeah. He was he Did was he? solid, but obviously he's... Football was you're at a different limited, point in time. You're limited with Swansea. Yeah, but it's a really cool story. You know, a really cool story. And he coached in Norway. and, and But Jesse Marsh, so I, did, I think... Wait, did Jesse Marsh... Was also, he in Sweden or Norway? He was... Well, uh, Greg, Greg Berhalter coached oh, in... Oh, Greg. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good old uh, Greg. But, you know, Jesse Marsh has been everywhere. But I do like Jesse Marsh and what he has to offer. I do understand what Jim Curtin is saying. He's exaggerating, however. But I, I think that, yeah, the perception of... It's like a very. But the thing is that the perception was already there. I don't think it. Had I think it's been exaggerated I, I, now. Well, and I and I feel yeah, and, and even more so now. But I feel like like yeah, it was exaggerated for the show. But that perception was already there. And, it's, I, yeah. and we looked at. But like, it's satire. It's supposed to be an exaggeration. Exactly. Exactly. But people so. don't are not able to differentiate both, and that's another topic unto itself. But you know, I, I think Jesse Marsh and the way he acts reinforced it though. He could have been a Bob Bradley. He could have been a stoic guy, He's but not like that's that, not though. that's not who he is that's, though. But, yeah, exactly. But more more often there are coaches like that. I mean Bruce um, Arena, you know. Uh I always felt like he was pretty stoic. No, I'm saying like Bruce Arena, Bob Bradley, oh, uh, Ziggy oh, Schmidt. Like oh, there's yeah, there are yeah. there are guys that are more stoic, but Jesse Marsh and this new brand of manager, like even Greg Berhalter, who's maybe more stoic than, than Jesse Marsh. I, I'd say quite a bit more reserved, yeah. Well, when the, when he's under but the then, hot seat, but then let's yeah. look at dudes like Jurgen Klopp, right? Oh, that well, very, that guy's very charismatic. A, he's he's a PMSer though. I mean, when shit's great, he's great. When it's not, he's he's an asshole. As he's shown this season, right? But 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 he's also like very jokey and and he'll he'll take the piss and, and he's he's charismatic. But then again, Germans have pedigree in football. Americans don't, and that's what I'm saying. Like for guys that are just barely entering the the uh, egg that is football. It's like you still have an impression to make, and right now the stereotype is a Ted Lasso type of thing, and I think that's what we can culminate from all this. The stereotype that still exists is that, and it's gonna continue existing, and until that, you know, you're successful. You know, and then it's funny because it, like all the differ. all the American footballers are pretty serious. Anthony Robinson, Tim Marine, Pulisic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think the only one that has like 
any kind of charisma is maybe Wesson McKinney. I was gonna say he's the goofiest for sure. Yeah, uh, but I like that. But that's well, all the other know. guys are, are pretty boring. Like yeah, and and I think like say if a guy like uh, Alexi Lawless was a coach, he's never shown to be of that ilk. But you know something, somebody like that would maybe change the perception. I think. Because, uh, oh, well, while he can be charismatic and jokey, he's kind of an asshole. You know, he's like a Nigel Pearson, if you will. A different level. Nigel Pearson is, is like the, the he's cream a of the crack. Yeah, he's ultimate. I mean, he's pretty much, he was actually a decent coach. He's been eliminated from Premier League contention as a manager because he's been too much of an asshole too many times in the presser and just <laughs> said some outlandish shit. So, you know, that's one thing. But, like, somebody like Alexi Lala's being, you know, kind of a aggro maybe would would bode better in england um never gonna happen but yeah interesting that's a good point you brought up because i totally forgot about that headline i read it and i, I had no, a, it bothered me i had a little I, chuckle and, and, and i think maybe i can come off as anti-united states in terms of football but it bothered me because yeah i mean the maybe the perception is there like as a whole but you'd be a fucking idiot to actually buy into it. And, and yeah, and no, he's like, exaggerating when he says twenty yeah. years back. I mean, like it's just, especially Jim Curtin to say that a guy that's never ventured outside of America yeah, and, to and one that bottled the fucking oh, I know, <laughs> MLS man. Cup, man. That's I know he's not talking. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane, homeboy. Yeah, you lost to a first first timer. I, I will say that he's one of my favorite managers in 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 the league, though. I think he's up there. You know, there's not many. I I, I like Almeida as well. I think um, is he still in the league? Uh, with the earthquakes, I believe, he's if still, I'm not mistaken. Oh, unless he left, I, I may be that wrong. That masterclass that you sent me of him, oh, man. Oh, and he describes the tactics. Or masterclass? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chivas versus Tigres, and yeah, such he, a fun. He, he talks about it very d- detailed as well. I like the, I love that that whole segment that they do with with all these managers on that. Uh, but yeah, funny, funny little thing, funny quote there. Um, yeah, and, um, the, and there will be think pieces and responses to it. So I'm, mean, I'm just here eating my popcorn. <laughs> Reading that, uh, yeah. Moving on from that, uh, uh, Leicester host Arsenal, and um, you know they they uh, they're frustrating. They're a frustrating team. I'm sure. I'm sure our boy Ernie, uh, he's not he's not having the greatest uh, season. Uh, but I called it anyway. Uh, Arsenal beats them one nil. Uh, goal from Gabriel Martinelli, who's getting a lot of heat as of late because his performances have diminished uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, post World Cup, but it looks like he's turning it up quite a quite a little bit. He's starting that. to, yeah, he's starting. Yeah, to. so one nil, uh, Arsenal uh, over Leicester. Leicester just having I mean, fun. Uh, man, I don't know. They're 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 looking like I, I don't think they'll enter relegation zone, but they're not far. They're not far. Twenty four points, fourteenth um, place, but they're tied. With 15th and only three points above the zone, uh, with the game in hand, I'll be fair there. Um, any any parting thoughts on that? No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, good result for Arsenal. Probably expected to to win by more, but it doesn't matter by how many, as long as you got all three and they continue marching on. So yeah, good result for them. Good yeah, fight. I mean, good fight from Leicester too. I mean, you know, got to give them their credit. They they were menacing at some points, but ultimately Arsenal. By and large, deserve to I, win. I happen to look at the stats right now, and it's pretty bad. Well, I mean, Arsenal are the better team, but I'm saying uh, Leicester had their chances, you know. 
Uh, nowhere near as much as Arsenal. That's why I'm saying they're one, one shot and zero on target. You know, and Nottingham uh, beat City. You know, or t- uh, tied City with that margin. So. I'm so, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, as long as you create one, you're never expect going into this game expecting Leicester to have more chances. No, 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 no. I mean, but you but know, have none. Hmm. Wild. I don't know. I think they, that's they, a bit harsh. They, they, they're not. They're not completely toothless. Well, no, yeah, they and, and then if, if they Madison, were really that bad, Harvey Barnes, you expect Arsenal to win three, four nil. You know, and they didn't. So, I think. Leicester aren't as bad as as the table might suggest, and honestly, Brendan Rodgers is holding them back. I've been. I think they're 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 just as bad as the table is going to suggest. Well, it's hard. Well, to I measure. mean, a, a, he brings Tillman's not even starting anymore, and, and maybe that's player form and shit. But there's yeah. there's a few little indicators there that are telling you, oh man. This By the way, the reason why I say that is because they're they're negative six goal differential. The team ahead of them is negative twenty four. Negative ten, negative eight, like that. I think they've been much better than the table suggests, and the fact that they only lost by one goal against Arsenal. Not saying they dominated, but I'm just saying they. There's a formula there that might exist. There's a there's a plus and there's a minus with what you're saying because they're tied for most goals allowed. Yeah, but but they actually scored four goals on Tottenham, so they're capable of scoring. Not in this game. Yeah, in this yeah, game, yeah. I'm sure they. You know, I yeah, knew exactly. they weren't gonna. But the, yeah, they do have, to, and and that's the plus to what you're saying is they do have 36 goals scored, um, which puts them somewhere in the middle of the pack. It's just that defense that's causing them problems, and and that and that's a big thing. Is probably the midfield and the defense that's really holding them back. That they too. Don't, they and the, don't have a central player. They don't have a central player. Yeah. And the defense is a mess. The lack of investment really is is what is killing them too. And and if that continues, then you're going to continue to see a slide. And they keep holding on to Rogers, which is probably a byproduct of that because they don't want to pay whatever release fee or whatever. That's, yeah, that's what we. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That that all ties together. So in the end, in a neat little bow, Lester are kind of fucked. If they don't sort out their financial situation, yeah, they which they didn't capitalize on, they sold players for like a good three years. They made a bunch of money going, getting to Europe, getting high in in, in the finishing and the standing, and they didn't get good or great players with that money. Yeah, no, no, and Leicester are are, are one of the at, at least in the last few years one of the worst run clubs at the moment. Because, uh, you know, at least Everton and some of these other clubs are investing. These guys aren't investing. And despite that, they're actually impressively for me. I don't know if I would call what Everton are doing investing. No, but they have, like, for four well, or five years. Well, they, they're throwing money, but I don't know if they But it's, it's still investing. I mean, there's well, money. I, well, I mean, uh, yeah, there's money being, like, thrown. But, like, investing is, um, mm, I don't know. Uh, who can I, I guess, look at, like, a good example of that? Uh it's tough. I mean, no. I, I mean, for me, it's like I say investing. You could substitute that word with spending. Or wasting money. But that's – and that's – I don't think it's a waste because they're spending – they might be spending money on good players. It's just a manager that's hurt them. And and it's the same case with Leicester. Not only are they not spending, but they've actually – They've kept their manager. They've kept their manager, so – At even, some point, they just got to bite the bullet and say, okay, we're going to take our losses. Yeah, and if he gets another job somewhere else, good for us. We don't have to pay him as much. Because by the way, Brendan Rodgers is not a is not a slump. You know, this guy has success in the league. I mean, and, he almost won it. And then if you look at guys like Eddie Howe, who I don't think 
I mean, he's, he's they're, decent. They're, I think they're the same level. And and he's had the spending. And then, mind you, like you see the difference in play. So Leicester, as bad as they are, and they deserve all the slack they could get. But Do you think it, if, you put, really if you put if you put Brendan Rodgers in charge of Newcastle right now, they'd be in a de- in, in the same situation. I think so, more or less. Maybe because the thing about Brendan like Rodgers, take a couple of spots in the table. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I could say that. You know. Uh, it, it can be possible, but the thing about Brendan Rodgers, he's good. But when he was coaching and when he had his best season, it also was at a time where tactically the Prem wasn't what it is now. Tactically, now you're going up against Jurgen Klopp's and, and Guardiola's and, and Arteta's. Even Conte, you know, I consider better. Whereas back then, it's like if you can get past Pellegrini and Mourinho, shit, I mean, hell if I do it, you know, I might get there. Leicester mm-hmm. won a league title. I don't know if Leicester would have won it. Had Pep been there a few years already, it was against a Pellegrini team, and not no shade on Pellegrini, but there's just levels, you know. So, and that's that's another thing about that's just me, my perception of Brendan Rodgers and and our buddy Omar, who I want to have soon on the pod. Next week, loves, loves well, Brendan well, Rodgers. Well, Omar loves Brendan Rodgers. Shout out my guy, the homie. I just I've never been a huge fan of him personally, but he's he might be better than Eddie Howe. I'm I'm willing to say I that. Don't, I don't even think it's a it's a Brendan Rodgers problem necessarily. It. it it's probably a, a, a small part of it. Sometimes a, a team just needs a refresh for whatever reason. Yeah. You just need a completely An new overall. mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the, even a sporting the main director problem, The main problem with Leicester is the spending. The, the board is, is not spending. They're not investing, like you said. They, they're, they're not willing to... to uh, to take the money that they've gotten from from the, all their good players that they've sold, Maguire, um, who else, uh, Fofana, players like that, and then some. In some instances, they've been kind of dicked with uh, with James Justin. By the way, uh, and I was watching this game because I was at the pub, and Tielemans is they they focus on Tielemans, talk about it, his accolades, whatever. I'm like, man, this guy's taking a step back too. Like he's been. He's so unhappy though because he wanted to leave last summer. Yeah, and he he probably saw all the the writing on the wall, all the writing exactly. on the walls. Like ah, there's no there's no growth here, and it's sad. And, you know? and they probably should have sold James Madison. They could have sold James Madison and invested in two or three other positions. Exactly, because they would have gotten. They would have gotten so much money for him. Yeah, he was rumored to Arsenal as well, and and they sold. I think it would have done well there. They too. sold Fofana like like last minute, so you, they didn't even have a chance to 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 Replace put that him. money. Yeah. It's just towards someone else. Um, so while their scouting department in the past has been great, I don't think they've been given a chance to flourish recently. Yeah, you know, and you know that's 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 a shame because now we're seeing a, a, a club that was kind of in there in the top ten. Top six automatically falling behind in the last two, three seasons. Yeah. And in their place, a team like Brighton. Long may it last. <laughs> Bright, like, look at Brighton. Look they, at Brighton. Look they, at Brentford. The manager okay. they picked, like, has been a godsend. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, people are oh, saying it maybe might be an upgrade on Potter, you know? Which yeah. I'm not ready to say. Did but you see the rumor, by the way, of uh, nah. of Chelsea being interested in Deserby if they sack Potter? Yeah, that's shameless if they were that's, to do that. <laughs> I'll do yeah. it. Oh man, I, I don't even know if I'm if I'm deserving if I take that. Like, nah, you guys, you guys fix whatever bullshit you got, <laughs> Fuck, and then yeah. come calling in a year's time. I'm not taking this. Deserby's has has I have to say, and maybe he might eclipse Potter, but he's been really good, man. Just the way that that Tuchel was done, and I know you're not a big Tuchel guy, but like it's such a thankless job to take. 
to take the Chelsea mantle because you to know be your fair, time is counted yeah. in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, but no, they, they no changed in, in theology now, though I think or philosophy, I should say. Hopefully, I think so. I hope so. But I, hope I, so. I honestly believe Tuchel should have been sacked, anyways. And I was calling it for months. I, I called it, but it probably wasn't the right move. And Not I think people time. people are looking time. at it with twenty twenty vision now, saying, "Man, I mean, a lot of Chelsea fans like." Fuck, I wish we had too cool. Like, y'all were still complaining. Well, the way, the way they were appreciating him, they, you're acting like you had somebody like like Alex Ferguson or or, or, um, or Wenger or something. Yeah. Like, let, let's take a step back. You guys got a Champions League with him. You guys only had him for a year and a half. Relax. Relax a fucking minute, all right? Uh, but anyway, anyway, we got sidetracked a little bit. Um, let's let's continue with the uh, with the review. Of the match week, where, yeah, yeah. where were we? I think uh, West Ham, Nottingham. Yeah, we. Yeah, no one gives a. F- nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah. no, West Ham. I, I was watching this game. Uh, Danny Ings, man, had a great game. You know, uh, Mikel, Mikel Antonio scored his nice goal, and Declan Rice probably had the goal of the match. It was just a, a pinger into the top, top bin, and uh, yeah, I mean, insane. Not not expected. I mean, you're not expecting a four game. I mean a four goal game from West Ham these oh, days. Oh man, they're they're I would say they're low up there with the goal scored. Oh, they're they're terrible. I think but they're kind of in the same zone as Leicester as far as being a team that's by by at least by goal differential standards maybe should be higher up. Well, they have a good defense, but David Moyes is, is kind of a defensive mastermind. But yeah, they they're fourth to la- fifth to last in goal scored. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're actually kind of high up there in, term, in terms of... Uh, but they're still a bottom half team in, in goals scored. Their defense is great. They don't allow a lot of goals. But somehow they've lost a, lost a lot of matches. They're, they're 13 losses. So that's not good. And only six wins. Uh, game in hand. That's, that's a plus for them. But they're in relegation zone. 23 points. Only two points above safety. Um, again, with the game in hand, so that's that's their plus. I don't think they're going to get relegated, but uh, they're not in a good spot, especially from where they were two years ago. No, yeah. Well, these teams, they leave and they go. I mean, sorry, they come and they go, but you know, now it's Brighton and Fulham that are occupying those spaces. Before it was West Ham and, and possibly even Villa when they had like Grealish, so... Yeah, I like I like those stories, but it's it's like can you sustain it? And yeah, yeah always always struck me as that kind of guy, very simplistic in the way he set up his teams. But he said, he, I think he's a very good defensive manager. Yeah, for and sure. if he could find like a role, if he would be able to accept a role in a top team as a, like a defensive uh, mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that that kind of football doesn't succeed too much these days. Um, like, well, I mean, to to be able to help set up a defense with a team with a great offense, I, I and I know that's like kind of like NFL sort of defensive coordinator, offensive, yeah, and all yeah. that bullshit. Well, maybe as an advisor, but as a head coach, David Moyes, I mean, even going back to the United days, like he was never impressive. But like that kind of football will win you games enough. He's like a Sean Dyche, uh, but it's not significant. Right? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would reduce him to that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not too far from it in terms of style, but the tactics themselves, I, I think he, he's he's a little more nuanced than than Daesh. It's hard. But, to, but, it's hard to compare. But West Ham is a little limited, and you got players like Mikel Antonio, who they're not themselves. I mean, he's a little. He's getting up there too. He's like 32, 33 now. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, uh, moving on from that. All right, so, uh, yeah, following that, uh, Bournemouth host uh, Manchester City for <laughs> some light work. <laughs> uh, 4-1. Manchester City puts on uh, Bournemouth. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, nothing surprising there. The only thing surprising is that Bournemouth actually got a goal in. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, it, was, it was a weird one. That's got to be kind of annoying, right? Yeah, You're, yeah. like, dominating a club and, or a team and then... They get a goal. Yeah, it's worse when you don't score and you lose that way, or tie. Sure, sure yeah. But yeah, get, I was I was satisfied with the the fact that they built a nice foundation. Um, Pep has gotten a lot of criticism from the fan base and even some of the press. Like uh, Julian Alvarez, why aren't you playing him? By the way, Julian Alvarez finished really high on some of those uh, FIFA, you know, player rankings for the award. I think he was like eighth or seventh. So that, that's very interesting. I didn't think he he deserved to be up there yet. But he's very good, and he's promising. But the whole point being, he starts this game, so it was a front three of Foden, Holland, and Al- Alvarez. I mean, our, our attack was scintillating, and I, I would love to see more of that as a City fan. And I thought that attacking-wise, we were a cut above, you know, as, as expected against a team like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, nodding, I'm sorry, Bournemouth. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good result. And, um, you know, just applying pressure. Right now we have the best goal differential in the league. But what matters is the points. And, you know, that's what that's what we need to work on doing is, is getting the results. So a step in the right direction. Not fully satisfied. But, you know, got to keep it going. I, you know, to me, it's just City being City. I, I, I don't really see any drop-off in form. Results happen, but... No, but, yeah, but the results... The play, the play exists. So, like, this season, as opposed to last season, and the reason why we're not going to get anywhere near 100 points like we've done in the past is because this was, this was a weekly thing in, in past years. Now it's become uh, less common. The, 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 the crazy stat is this year, City has not won more than three games in a row. That's crazy to think because that's what we're known for. We don't do that anymore. This year, we've been struggling. But, but it's also crazy to expect... Oh, it, it's crazy to expect, but it's the expectation. That, that standard, that standard is, is ridiculous, right? Yeah, but Liverpool <laughs> and City, because I will throw Liverpool in that bunch, we've established that standard for three years running. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it uh, messes with the psyche, and it's the reason why, you know, we're not... But if that's Arsenal. become restless because of that, it, no, you, have to, mean, you have to take a step back and, and think, like, how fortunate are we to even brag about that? Well, I mean, uh, for sure, for sure. But what you say, like, we beat Bournemouth, that's expected. For me, as a fan, this year it hasn't been expected. But, because, I mean, it's been a few games um, where... You guys haven't been shit. Like, but no, no, but we've drawn we've drawn against Everton, drawn against Bournemouth, lost against Brentford, lost against Palace. I mean, it's quite a few games this season where we fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, and and in the past, it hasn't. And you're still in second place This could uh, with, with the crazy goal margin. Well, yeah, but five so points behind. I would behind. still consider it expected, in a way. Oh, to an extent, for sure. But we're underwhelming this season by our standards. Yeah, well, well, which well, is crazy. But while, while, <laughs> while this, this kind of match is impressive, it's like, okay, I'll be impressed when you link three of these together. We haven't done that. Or four of these together. We used to go on 14-game winning streaks. Now we the most we do is four or three. So it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, you expect us to win these games by this margin, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if we drew one one. 
and we're complaining about fuck we oh, created man, 14 that chances would be, that would be supremely disappointing it would be supremely disappointing and worrying because it's already a few of these at, yeah know. at that point it's like all right, all right all right let's get our shit together these are the margins though but, and, that, uh, that, but that's also um that comes down to the players i think and it shouldn't come down to pep it, it, it's the players all right are you guys tired it's a sharing. Are you blame. guys? Yeah. You know, is there not enough of you guys? Is there not enough depth? Are you not buying into the tactics? Is, did something change tactically that you're not getting? That that's where it has to come down to. It. I don't know if Pep is is the main guy. No, he's not. And he's but, but very the, good. At, he's very good at at taking the pressure off of the players. Yeah, yeah, but and and I don't think he's the problem. Tactically, no. we we create some of the most chances in the league. Whether we finish them or not is down to the players. But I will say this, there's been plenty of games we've been either winning or tying or even losing at the 50th, 60th, 70th minute, not one sub. And that's my problem with that's Pep the main this season. Thing. That's, that's the, the main one thing, thing yeah. where it's like, well, all right, Pep, like, you can't be that stubborn. You know, you have, you know, when you're, when you're a shit team and you don't make those subs, it makes sense because maybe you don't have the quality on the bench. We have, we're spoiled for choice as far as quality. Why hasn't Alvarez played more, even as a sub? And I think now that Alvarez is starting, it, it just takes City to another level. And I think you got to start him I, every week. I think week. when he does that, and you probably know better than I do, uh, it's more of him trying to make a point to his, his own players. Yeah. Like the public can have their own opinion. For the, sure. The press can have their own opinion. Uh, everyone can talk. But for him, it's probably like a personal challenge that he's issued privately in the lot in the in the dressing room. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't deny that. But that's my only gripe. But get over it. But okay, I, you know, I make the changes, motherfucker. You yeah, you have to. You have to. I think uh, truthfully, we've left points on the board this season because of that. And we'll only find out, and maybe it'll only be significant once we find out in April, or whenever the fucking season ends now. Because obviously, the World Cup, um, you know was a little bit of a, a side block. Yeah, yeah, 14 games. And in between that, some, a lot of cup football still coming uh, between FA Cup, Champions League, Europa for some, and no cup for some. I won't, I won't say who, but nah, <laughs> just kidding. Hey, I will say Arsenal. I think we discussed it. I, we, I think we mistakenly said Arsenal are not in the Europa. They are. They topped their group, so they, had, they skipped the knockout rounds. I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't normally follow. I didn't, I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know. I don't normally follow Europa teams to care that much, but now that it's the the league leaders that are there, it's like fuck, you know. Um, no, no. Now they got an advantage. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's gonna be fun. It's a lot of great football still to go. Fourteen weeks. Um, anyways, let's go back to the <laughs> to the results. Still, I I think uh, we still had a few more to go. Um, I guess this was an anticlimactic one, but it's a team that always, for the most part, gives uh, Liverpool trouble. Crystal Palace nil. Liverpool nil. Uh, yeah. That's got to be disappointing for, for Liverpool. Um, for sure. Palace isn't terrible, but this season they've it looks like they definitely have taken a step back. You know, they're in 12th, but last year they were you know hovering around 8th, 9th. So, I mean, I think... Uh, for Palace fans, you can't be too hard done. This is a team that in the past has been in the relegation scrap, and now they're they're in much better waters. But I think as a Liverpool fan, yeah, these are uh, two points that you miss out on to get closer to that top four. But uh, quite often this year for them, like City, not to the same extent, but they've much more often lost or tied these kind of games. And that's what ultimately... 
dictates where you end up on the table. So, yeah, surprising result. Um, Going to look to improve. Honestly, I think this team reaches another level once Luis Diaz is back, and I, I don't know what the timetable is on him. You know, I can't wait. Yeah, the good he's thing a fun for, uh, for Liverpool, it's looking like Darwin Nunez is actually playing to the level that – closer to the level that they expected him to. Yeah. Salah seems to be regaining some form as well. You know what the problem was with Darwin, though? People compared him to Holland. Like, just like if Holland never existed and never came to City and Darwin Nunez was his own transfer on his own, we'd be like, he's been good. He hasn't blown the league away, but he's been good. No. Well, he's been solid. He, he hasn't been shit. Yeah, he hasn't been a $100 million player, but... No, he hasn't. No, that's true. But he's still young. He's still developing. He probably doesn't speak a lick of English. Not a whole lot of Spanish speakers on that club. To be fair, to be fair, neither does Luis Diaz. Oh really? Yeah, this, this guy is. All right. Fair enough. I mean, but Luis Diaz is like he hardly, guy, he hardly speaks Spanish. He, believe yeah, it or not, yeah, he's well, indigenous. I mean, I mean, listen to Colombians speak, and, and you'll, you'll wonder if uh, if Spanish is being spoken. Yeah. Um, but uh, Luis Diaz is is the kind of guy that needs the ball at his feet, right? Whereas Darwin uh, Nunez is. I don't oh, know. He's, he's he's a weird player. I, I don't. He's he's a hybrid of a winger striker, but he doesn't do strictly the things that you would expect either of those positions to do. His his issue is is not that you know there's a lack of skill. It's the, it's a consistency with uh, wastefulness for me. I think he needs to be less wasteful. If he was less wasteful, he would be a guy that's brag bagging a brace here, banging a hat trick there. I, I don't know if he's comfortable with the spaces that Liverpool create. And it's a, it's his first season, and so yeah, you know, I, you know, and I hesitate to give that out to anybody at this point in the in the in the year. Yeah, you don't have a full off season to work with, and there was the World Cup that everyone had to contend with, but. At this point in the season, we're talking about 13 games left, 14 games left. I mean, you've had enough time around them. There, there's some patterns that you recognize after a while. Maybe not the first month, not, maybe not the second month, but third, fourth month. Yeah, it's starting to click. You know, I'm starting to get used to these guys. We can joke around a little bit. Uh, and obviously the language is, is a part of that, you know. So I'm, I'm not going to give them total, total, like... Um, like, I'm not gonna call him totally shit, but he does have some responsibility on the criticism that he's gotten. Yeah, and it's some it's things that he can work on. I think, uh, especially the finishing part. That's something that comes and goes. But and I feel like people have been too harsh on that. There's yeah, a lot of those finishes, like yeah. But from what he was brought for, like that's expected, right? And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I understand yeah, that yeah. criticism, but because Holland has been, and like you said, well, Holland, if Holland doesn't real. exist, maybe we're not so harsh on it. But Holland does exist. And they, they transferred in at the same time, similar ages, although Holland's a little bit younger, but, I mean, you know. They had the same haircut. Same haircut, just one's uh, the Barbie version, the other one's the Tarzan version. And, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, it sucks because the money that was paid is what's going to bring that expectation yeah, yeah. as well. So. And, and, you know, like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, what if we remove the idea of the money that was paid towards somebody it's kind of impossible it is because I'm not going to judge Jack Grealish on um, who was transferred recently um, on the same wage that um, who, who, who was who was just transferred to the Prem or or, or just swapped from another team um, like for for little money or for yeah for like like a, let's say like, like Matoma 
Yeah. <laughs> We're not judging Matomo. Well, I guess we kind of do, though. When players are bought out of bargain. Yeah, so, so we're, it's we're like... Playing, we're, if we're judging someone like Joe Linton, for example, yeah, we're not going to say, oh, he was he's playing for X money. He's like, no, he's, he's actually just playing well for his level or whatever. We judge him strictly on his play. We won't judge him based on whatever feed Newcastle brought him for, right? Yeah, well, it can, it can be so, an argument in your favor or against you. Yeah, and it's always going to be used that way. Like Julian you, Alvarez, too, bring, by the way. Yeah. Paid very little for him, and he's playing really well. Relatively little. Well, how much How much did they bring him for? Uh, it was like maybe 20 mil. Did they Did they get him like a year before and then let him develop? Yeah, it might have even, even been less than that. But like for his yeah. uh, output, let's say statistically, if yeah. we had paid 110 for Julian Alvarez, suddenly he's a disappointment. Right, because he ha- he's not putting up Absolutely. Holland numbers, and he's not even playing. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Like that's a pep thing, but yeah, well, separated from that, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, fucking hundred million dollar players not playing. So like, it's hard. It's so hard to remove that. But if we put our if we put that perspective away, yeah, Nunes hasn't had a bad season. I think he's like at nine goals, ten goals. Lukewarm season. Yeah, I mean, could be better. But he's getting better, and, then, and that's, I guess that's what I was getting at. Is he's getting better. Gakpo seems to be getting better as well. Um, Somebody made a great point. I don't know the stats exactly, but Darwin Nunes has already matched statistically, or is on pace to match statistically the a debut season of Sadio Mane. So if that's any silver lining or indication for Liverpool fans to maybe be patient, mm-hmm. that's one thing. So he's not terrible. It's just our perception is warped, you know. The Haaland effect is real. 27 goals, just over halfway over the season. I mean, that's insane for Holland. by the way. I think we kind of glossed for over anybody, that with the Bournemouth game. For anybody, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess we can we can go back to that. It's, no, no, uh, I mean, I, just, I brought it up because I forgot that he, he did get his goal and... You know, when he doesn't score for for two games or so, City fans get impatient and start, like, talking shit. I'm like, like, just... It's annoying. It's As annoying. A As a fan, I'm it's trying to be realistic. Yeah. I, I'm the last guy to criticize him because not only that, and I know you don't pay so much, like, weight to this, but I do. I, I think first season matters. New league, new coach, new system. I think second season, sophomore, is when you're like, all right, motherfuckers, show up. <laughs> well, I think... I, I, I think... And, and, and to kind of contradict that a little bit, when you're playing with Jack Grealish, Riyad Mahrez, De Bruyne, Gundogan, you you be better fucking come with some results, man. Oh, for I sure. Think, I think, for sure. I think uh, with Holland, the microscope was that not 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 because of his price, because he came for for relatively cheap. You know, by his standards, yeah. By by anybody's standards, that he came on a great deal. He's a bargain. So so you know it was kind of tough to be critical of that, but. When you consider who's around him, yeah, motherfucker, you you like you better score. That you're the you're you're the missing piece to a team that generates a lot of play. Let's see what you can do. And and to um, well, my surprise really because I wasn't really expecting him to to do this. He's a uh, he's really on record breaking pace. Yeah, thirteen nice. games less. That's 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 wild. He's probably gonna at least get thirty five. Uh, Let's be realistic. Uh, well, that's conservative. No, I'm, well, I mean, I mean, but that's like <laughs> if you told somebody that's, like, oh, he's gonna get 35 goals in a Premier League season, his first season. Oh, well, that's even crazier. Yeah, yeah, no, that that, that is crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, let's just hope they keep surrounding him with better players. Well, for sure, and it's not to say that Darwin Nunes isn't surrounded by top of the line players. 
So that's one part of the equation. Well, and, and, and Timo Werner was and, surrounded and by great players. Going, going back to Liverpool, the, the main thing is the midfield is. Yeah, they're, they're, they're running on flaccid. They're run, yeah, they're running it's, on fumes. It's flaccid, brother. They need that Cialis. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, they gotta get to the gas station and. Yeah, but they don't like oil money, so <laughs> go figure. Uh, anywho, going to the current league leaders. Well, well, um, didn't, didn't we? Uh, was this last week? The FSG said they weren't gonna sell. Yeah. But now it's coming out that they're looking at um. We're at, not leaving. At foreign investors for some. They're gonna look to sell parts of the club. I feel at least or, like, or, or percentages. like percentages. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, yeah, but you know that being said, um, just to move on, kind of over Liverpool because yeah, they they gotta they gotta earn our attention and and truthfully, a season that they've been underwhelming. <laughs> uh, a team that has by far earned our attention won today four nil against Everton. Arsenal continue on their mighty trot to the league. Oh, well, I think you skipped over but, Sunday because oh. Newcastle Brighton was postponed. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Newcastle was playing the following day in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Tottenham beat Chelsea two 0 Oh, yeah, right. That's right. a London derby. Yeah, I forgot about that. I did skip over that. Um, uh, Harry Kane scores, so his his goal his goal scoring streak is is pretty good. Yeah, um, he's up there. Second place, I I believe. Yeah, I forgot what the exact number was, but he's like, see, second place, but like, it's just crazy margin. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy difference. It's like a nine goal difference, yeah. Which puts it in perspective, because Harry Kane has been just running the Prem for well, a while. Well, he's been one of the best in the last 10 years. Yeah. Or of the last. I wonder if that bugs him deep down, like. It would bug the shit out of him. Like, be like, who the fuck is this new guy? Even, even if they're one goal above you, like, that probably infuriates you even more, but the fact that, that this punk ass kid from Norway, yeah, 22 it? years old, who comes in and starts bossing guy? it. It's, yeah. When, by the way, that could have been him. Last oh, season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and by the <laughs> way, know? the hot take is like, well, we would have paid much more, but like, I'm sure like he would have done just as well. And worth every fucking penny. And can offer a little more in certain areas. So, But, you know, hindsight is hindsight. But good result against Chelsea, I guess, expected with the way they're playing this year. But <laughs> Yeah, that's a, this season's got to be a wash. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2-0, Tottenham. And, uh, yeah, on to today, as you were uh, talking about, uh, Arsenal beat Everton. They got their payback from a couple weeks ago. 4-0. Uh, 4-0, yeah. I mean, Everton had nothing, man. No, there, there was just there were no match for the Arsenal. And, yeah, man, 4-0. These are the kind of games you have to win. And they won it, and they won it decisively, and they're... You know, getting that uh, goal differential up, and and everyone that you would expect to score scored. Martinelli, Odegaard, uh, Saka. Saka. There was even an Emil Smith Rowe sighting down the line. Oh man, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, so it's like yeah. I was talking to Mark. Uh, he's been on the pod before. Marquinhos. Mark, he's like, yeah, I can't wait for Emil Smith Rowe. And in my mind, I'm like, man, that that been struggling to get, even get on the pitch, man. I, I don't know if I'm excited about him anymore. He's got to show us something in the last. In this last, I guess, third of the season. Yeah, I need him to have his like Gundawan purple patch and just like go on a nice like seven goal tear. I, I, I just want him to play well. Yeah, Man, if you score, cool. <laughs> Talented as fuck, but just not available. Man, that's that's the name of the game. 
And then uh, Liverpool finally get a win, 2-0, against the Wolves. Yeah, um, and standard. Yeah, uh, Nunez and... No, Van Dijk. My bad, I was thinking of the past game. Van Dijk and Salah get on the board. Van Dijk? He scores? What? The hell? Yeah, he's a... Uh, it was, was kind of crazy. Like, we mentioned the, the FIFA hell? 11 earlier, and it's like, that's a name you expect to see there, and he didn't make it. So Wasn't he on there? Oh, was he? Pretty sure he was. Because they only picked three defenders this year. I don't remember I'm, seeing him. Wow, I thought I saw him. And if he did, he didn't deserve it, because it was Cancelo <sighs> Hakimi. Okay. Was he? I'm forgetting who the other guy is now that you mention it. Cancelo Hakimi. Was it Van Dyke? I'll tell you right now. Damn yeah. it, we just read it too, man. God damn. But like you would believe it if yeah, he, he was in there. Oh, yeah. he was in there. Yeah, okay, he, he didn't. Deser- he didn't deserve to be in there. Uh, Liverpool made it to the final of the Champions League. I could. I could like. I, I not, could do not, the mental gymnastics behind that. Not because of him though. I'll give it. I'd feel way more comfortable giving it to Rudiger or Eder Militao before him. And if we're gonna go in by the Champions League logic. They were underwhelming in the league, and stati- I mean, like he's been. Were they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what to the final day? No, no, but he was not a reason why they played well. I mean, it was more no, so I, due to the other players. And, man, and man, you pe- know, and it feel well. It was a year ago, so it's kind of hard to. Well, yeah, fuck, but th- th- this is why that that oh, God the timing damn it, of man. it is bad. But so stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. I don't know. But yeah, logic right now tells me that Van Dyke is not one of the best defenders in the world. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a while for me now. Maybe maybe his resume can you can stack it and and say yes, he is the best. But in my mind today, he hasn't had that, and and I wouldn't be crazy to think that. Yeah, I know. But anyway, yeah, he did score. You wouldn't associate Van Dyke with scoring, um, but he's a big body. So I didn't watch that game. I was watching the Arsenal game. Um, I'm assuming it's off a set piece. <laughs> yeah, has to uh, be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, following that, um, yeah, they're, they're up. And uh, you, want, you want to get into the preview? Right yeah, quick? yeah, yeah. Uh, starting uh, this week, March 4th. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, Manchester City versus Newcastle. Yeah, should be a good one. Uh, uh, Newcastle haven't won in four games. Yeah, they've been struggling, and it's it's a shame. It's about to be five for me at least. I think City are they're kind of rolling right now. Um, I know the last game was should have been easy pickings, and it was, but this game did they rest a lot of players for the FA Cup? They did. Rodri didn't play, which he's been a mainstay. I mean, we actually still played a lot of our guys, but you know, Gundogan didn't touch the ball. Uh, you know, there's there was a lot of players that rested, albeit, you know, the guys that did play also got subbed off. And it's Bristol City. Yeah, it's Bristol City, coached by Nigel Pearson. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, City should win this. In my opinion, I think we should win. We drew last time. It was a great game, 3-3. But, see, that's the thing. Like, at that point, Newcastle looked like a roaring team. Right now they don't. I think City beat them uh, 2-0. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll agree with that. 2-1. Fair. Arsenal versus Burnmouth. 3-0. Three, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be a 2-0 win for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah Maybe yeah. three, you know. Take mm-hmm. your pick. Uh, following this, we have Villa against Crystal Palace. Uh, 
It was a good game. Yeah, I'll take a draw. I'll take a yeah one one draw as well. Following this, we have Brighton against West Ham. Um, give me two 0 Brighton. Yeah, I'll give it to Brighton. You know, Deserby and and his guys are currently playing amazing by their standards, and and I, I could easily see them winning this. Uh, let's see. Following this one, we have Chelsea against Leeds. Two struggling teams. I think Chelsea finally fucking get a dub. It feels like they haven't won in a while. I think this is the one where they, yeah, they they have to get a win, right? Yeah, it's a must. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. For Potter's sake, this is a relegation <laughs> battling yeah. team. Yeah. The, the narrative's just kind of right. Pulisic's training again. And he's growing a beard now. Again? Yeah. All right. A um, bearded Pulisic, man. Let's do Chelsea 1-0. That's fair. On a penalty. Goal from Mason Mount Mount Mount. On a bullshit handball. <whistles> to be fair, they've been hard done by a few decisions this year. I'll allow it. Um, and to be fair, they're owned by a billionaire. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just nah, kidding. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Wolverhampton host Tottenham. Tottenham, who just recently took the... The meat from Sheffield United. <laughs> uh, it's a tough one. I'll give it a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it to Tottenham 2-1. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, Southampton host By Leicester City. By transitive theory, that means that Sheffield is better than Chelsea. Well, you know, it's uh, not a bad team, to be fair. Southampton host uh, Leicester. I'll give it to Leicester. I'll give it a 2-0. Jamie Vardy. Does that guy still play? Yeah, he's, he's nice. He? He's a bench guy, though. He comes off the bench. Uh, Kelechi Hinacho has been more of a mainstay on that team. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, man, give me 0-0. Zero, zero. That, that nil, sounds nil. fair. Following this, we have Nottingham Forest against Everton. I have a 1-1 one, one draw. In give this me one. Nottingham Forest 1-0. That's fair. Uh, following this, uh, oh, a good rivalry. The great rivalry. Used to be, at least. Uh, Liverpool, Man United. 1 1. I'll take that. I think that's fair. It, it just lends itself to that. On Monday, we have a London affair. Brentford Bees against the Fulham Cottagers. Come on, Fulham. 1 0. 1 0 to Fulham. 1 0 Brentford. Fair. Uh, and that's it. We do have Champions League if you want to just we quickly take a chomp out of that. Yes. Yes. We have uh, Benfica against Brugge. Benfica currently up 2-0 on aggregate. Do you think they close out the job? 1-0. All right. Uh, so that sees Benfica through. Darwin, Darwin, Newman's. He came from Benfica to the big red. He'll miss easy chances. He sucks dick. Whoa, whoa, hey, yo. Sorry, sorry. I know there's kids that listen. Holy, uh, holy Jesus. That's, that's, not, that's not nice. But following this, we have Chelsea against Borussia Dortmund. Uh, currently, Borussia Dortmund lead 1-0 in aggregate. Call me crazy, but I think Chelsea get the remontada. One one. Ah, uh, I have a two nil Chelsea and one, one. Uh, yeah. one draw. I will and say Chelsea are at the Stamford Bridge where they normally do keep the blue flag flying high as they love to chant. They can fly it as high as they want. That doesn't mean they're gonna win. That's fair. One one draw. 
Uh, following this, uh, another good game. Munich hosts PSG. Munich have the one goal advantage going home. I think Munich see it out. I have a 2-1 win for Munich. They oh, just got PSG's number. They do. They do. And, you know. That they, game, just a that game should have been 2-3-0. No. Ah, you know, cup football's like that, though. It's It's... It's like that. I mean, any game's like that. Let's be real. Yeah, um, but, and, but, and that's and that's my argument. But the truth is, though, that just Bayern are just a better team. I think um, better, better assembled, better managed, and I think that goes that goes a long way. Not to say PSG aren't. They're missing their one of their best players in Neymar, who can change a game on on you know on the tip of of his hat. But you know, I I don't know if uh, PSG have enough firepower to compete with the Munich. So, yeah, for me, Bayern win that. Following this, uh, AC Milan currently lead on aggregate 1-0 against Tottenham. I think they see out the job. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's... it's a 1-1 draw for I me. Think I was about to say that. Yeah, 1-1. Yeah, one, one. I don't think Milan are that much better, but, you know, it's just enough to see them through. Um, and, yeah, that wraps it up for Champions League this week. Uh, any uh, thoughts on the Europa? Any games you want to go over real quick? We don't have to go over all of them. But uh, let me let me pull that up. Um. Yeah, on Thursday, uh, I feel like for me the most enticing game is uh, Man United against Ben. Uh, sorry, Benfica. Man United against Real Betis, and that should be a good game. Yeah, honestly. that gets me bricked. Uh, I still think United are better. I, I could see them winning one nil in this match. Three three one. And the I'll other, give, I'll give Betis some respect. No, they're not a bad team. They're not a bad team. Um, following that, I just wanted wait, to discuss... Wait, no, that's the next week, isn't it? Uh, no, March 9th is... Uh... Yeah, that's next oh, Thursday. Wait, wait, we can still predict it next pod. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. We'll, you're we'll right. have a little better of a grasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, yeah, see yeah. who's injured by then. Um, but yeah, that that's it for this week. Anything else you got to get off your chest? I know we're going to do some Lab 5 tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm quite bricked for if, it. If all goes well, we, we, might, we might participate... I'm still day to day, you know. If uh, if a certain someone upstairs uh, approves it, si Dios quiere, you know. Si Dios quiere, that's yeah. right. That's true. All right, all right, man. Uh, episode one twenty seven in the books. Uh, two guys, two mics, two pints, and we'll catch y'all next week. We're gonna have Omar. Uh, he's got he's got some interesting opinions, and uh, yeah, man. No, his opinions are only right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all later. Peace. Peace. See you again.